0: This is Live Limitless, episode number four. Welcome to the Live Limitless podcast, where we interview normal, everyday people who decided to push their limits and live a much more limitless and remarkable life. I am your host, Matthew G. Bailey, also known as International Man of Curiosity a writer, lifestyle entrepreneur, and connoisseur of world travel. Please take a moment when the episode's over to visit LiveLimitless.net. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can sign up for the newsletter, or you can just find out when the next interview is coming out. All right, before we get into it, I just wanted to quickly mention that there was a little bit of uh, audio problems on this interview, mainly with my mic. I'm not sure why, but there's just some crackling in the background, and my noise... uh, my voice is not as loud as usual, so I'm not sure what happened there. I played with the volume as much as possible, and uh, it's not too bad, but um, just wanted to let you know before we get into it. So without further ado, let's do this. All right, welcome everyone to a Live Limitless interview with Earl Barron from WonderingEarl.com, who has been traveling for, what, 13 years?
1: Yeah, just a little over 13 years now, so Great. getting
0: up there. It's a long time. So well, you've been, uh, according to your blog, you've been, been traveling for 4,811 days.
1: Uh, I just just updated it today. That's 4,842 days now. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even more. Are you getting, yeah. uh you ever get like tired of it yet or is it still as exciting as it was on day one?
1: Um, I think... Had I not uh, discovered a few key uh, factors that uh, they'd have kept, allowed to keep me going, um, I would have been extremely tired. Uh, you know, when I first started off, I, I was backpacking. I had my backpack on in a few days in this town, a few days in that town, move around from place to place constantly. But, uh, you know, as I got older a little bit and as sort of started working online, that uh, I realized that was not feasible anymore with, in order to combine the two. So, the fact that I've been able to change my travel style has sort of kept me fresh and still keeps the traveling as exciting as possible. So now I don't travel as quickly. I travel much, much more slowly and uh, because that fits in with my current goals and my current ideas. So um, because I've been able to sort of just change like that, then then I, it, it really is still fresh. I still love it every day. I still love to go to new places. still love to be out there meeting new people. Um but yeah, there's no way I could still just be backpacking around nonstop anymore. That I would have if I was trying to do that, no way it wouldn't have lasted thirteen years.
0: Yeah, that's true. That like, it's really tiring. That's like when we were in Asia last year, we were four months in Malaysia because I went to school yep. there. So that was that was yep. okay. But then when when we did like the last six months, which is like nonstop. Yeah.
1: Like, it's I mean, it's great to do for a while. I mean you get to yeah, see totally. some amazing yeah. things and you got you know, it is great, but obviously you can't do that forever, and uh, it's exhausting, physically, mentally. And if you want to earn money or you want to, you know, work on other projects, obviously, it's impossible yeah. to do while you're moving around on stuff.
0: Yeah, it's true. And uh, recently, you started offering your own Wandering Earl tours across the world, and just wondering, like, how how's that been going? It, it seems really popular.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean. Like anything you do online, it was sort of an experiment. I had an idea. A lot of readers emailed me and asked if they could travel with me somehow. And I said, well, I'll see what I can do. I put together the idea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the first tour sold out. Uh, actually, all the tours so far for this year have sold out, which is I have four more. Awesome. I just came back from Mexico just a couple of days ago. When there was a two-week tour there. That was fan- absolutely fantastic. Couldn't have, gone, couldn't have gone better, really. Just wonderful time, wonderful group of people. And, um, yeah, pretty much uh, I think... I don't know. I, I think it's going so well that I'm going to start to add even more tours. I'm going to start to add maybe a couple more this year. And next year, I have a bunch of ideas that I'm hoping to put together as well. So ah, it's really an idea that I want to do, and I, I love it. It gets me off the laptop, and it gets me actually interacting with people. And, um, I, yeah, I can't wait to do more of it. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a blast. Um,
1: good.
0: I'm just wondering, is that, is that music coming from... Do you hear that or is it just me?
1: Yeah, I heard it. It was way over there though. I was hoping it would go off sooner, but sorry. <laughs> like,
0: just every now and then I, uh, I've been on Skype and there's been like weird sounds that only I hear, so I don't know where it's coming from.
1: Oh really? Well, only like, on Skype um, though, right? Not, yeah, not in your yeah, head yeah. generally. That's good. That's good. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs>
0: are, are they pretty... Um, I just wanted to ask too, are the tours pretty pretty lucrative for you?
1: Um. Well, it sort of depends. I mean, basically, the first one, no. I, the first one, I the goal was to get the first tour. I wanted to just see how it goes, and uh, yeah, I wanted to just just get it going, see what see what was going on. So that one, no, I, I basically charged cost rate for that for that first tour. Um, yeah, just to get it uh, slowly and slowly. I think I I would earn more money with them, but uh, again, I want to take it pretty slowly, and I want to make sure that the tours sell out. I want to. I mean, obviously, I need to make some money to. Because it is a lot of effort to put together and there's a yeah. lot going into it but uh yeah at the moment i'm not looking to make a fortune from it i'd rather just kind of build the momentum first for a year two years just to to get get the tours going and have a have a decent amount of itineraries around the world to offer so uh, however with that said there's definitely the potential to uh yeah to, for it to turn into a pretty you know pretty lucrative uh operation um assuming that it continues to go strong and that i still have this much uh um interest in all the tours so
0: that's yeah, awesome. I mean, it sounds like an awesome way to, to get away from the computer.
1: Absolutely, man. I, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, after the first tour, I was pretty happy. It was pretty successful. Oh, it was definitely successful. I was like, great. But I was like, ah, I don't want to judge it all on one tour. You know, I need to have another one just to see. And after this Mexico one recently, yeah, which was great as well. Yeah, I I was very happy that that means I will absolutely be spending a lot less time in front of the computer. So Yeah, that's
0: amazing. And speaking of funding travel in, in unique ways, one of your... Fairly recent post listed 42 ways to make money and travel the world. And I was just wondering, like, what would you say is probably some of the easiest ways for someone who's just starting out?
1: Um, I, th- I mean, obviously I would say teaching English is one of the easiest ways because, okay, you can be certified and you can do it, but you could just show up in a, in a bunch of countries in Southeast Asia, for example, and and not make a fortune, but make enough to cover your expenses. So just as a way to get started and to buy some time to, think of other ideas, work on other projects. um, I think that's a great opportunity. Another one that I think gets overlooked uh, is the working holiday visas in, say, like Australia or New Zealand, especially with the strength of the Australian dollar. I mean, it really is such an amazing opportunity for people who are, I believe, under the age of 31 or 30 or 31. Um, I mean, you just apply online, you get it within a couple of days, and you you can go live a year in Australia and pretty much apply for any job whatsoever. I mean, it's doesn't get better than that to earn in Australian dollars and uh, and actually get to live in a whole country for such a long period of time and there's not many options like that and, and it's a great way to just boost your bank account and then you're close to Southeast Asia do that for a year save up some money and pop on over to Southeast Asia on a cheap flight and boom you you, you can have money that you just earned can, can go a long way so I think that's just a fantastic way that not enough people take advantage of uh, mostly because they don't know about it of course.
0: Yeah, I remember actually the first time I, I went on a long-term trip was was because of that, and I went to Australia, but I kind of kind of wasted the work visa. I think I worked maybe a month there, and then ah, and I, that's, okay, just traveled is, that's around always, five the, months. Yeah, that's always the risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you like as a, as a full-time traveler who's who's an entrepreneur as well? Like, how do you take care of things like like taxes and insurance, healthcare?
1: Like that? Um. These days, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people try to set up businesses elsewhere in other countries, try to find loopholes and this and that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think for me, and this is just for my situation, you know, everything I have is based in the U.S. I mean, that's where I'm from. I know the rules. They're the best. So I figure that's that's the safest way for me to do it. Um, yeah, I pay taxes. Uh, U.S. has the least uh, friendliest tax rules. So, you know, it doesn't re- pretty much doesn't matter how much I'm outside the country. I I do have to pay my taxes. But uh yeah, I do it to the U.S. as far as health insurance goes. I um, I have a normal health insurance plan that I pay monthly here in the U.S. as well, in case of anything serious. And then I, depending on the destination that I'm traveling to, I'll also get a, a travel insurance, short-term travel insurance here and there just to supplement it. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I sort of realized I'd, I'd rather have sort of be taken care of back home. I just have that. That peace of mind in case something you know major did happen. So
0: that's yeah, sort of the route sure. I've
1: taken. But again, everybody has to think about their own situation and and come up with the best plan uh, you know for them because obviously everybody's situation is quite different.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you ever feel like uh, like mixing work with, with with travel ever takes any of the joy out of it? Or?
1: Um, it is. It can be tough. You, re- I, I will say you do have to work pretty hard to yeah to make sure that you are still enjoying it and sort of uh just kind of again it's sort of a personal thing you kind of come up with a mix of strategies to do that so for me all these tours are making it very enjoyable to travel for me um i also try to mix in going to a few places here and there that not many people go to that's sort of the travel that i like to go is places that people generally don't go to at all um so that keeps sort of the joy going and it keeps me excited it keeps me doing new and really fresh things and uh then I don't mind, uh, you know, having to sit down even in a foreign country somewhere and having to buckle down for a month, two months and, and get some work done. You know, it's still, it's still. I feel very lucky that I can do that somewhere else. Even if I have to sit in front of my laptop for 10 hours a day for a few weeks, a couple months, a few months, whatever it is, well, at least I can do that in a foreign country where when I have some free time, I can go and, and go and explore and meet some people. So I think, you know, the joy is definitely still there.
0: Awesome. And you, I mean, you're visiting family now, but just... In the past, like, 13 years, do you get to, to visit old, like, family or old friends very much?
1: Yeah, I mean, most people are pretty surprised. Like, I, I do get I get a lot of emails from people who pretty much think that I, you know, they say, I can't do what you do because, you know, I, I need to see, see my family. You know, I just can't do it. And I often write to them, especially if they're from a large country, say, Canada, the U.S., Australia. And I'll, I'll write to them and be like, just curious, you know, how often do you see your family now? It's like, oh, with all the major holidays, maybe three times. You know, I live in New York. My family lives in L.A. or... I live in Vancouver, my family lives in Toronto, whatever it is, and I'm like, well, I actually see my family more more often than most of my friends or people that I know back in these countries whose families are so far away, so, yeah, yeah I mean, these days I come back every, you know, two or three times a year for a couple of weeks at a time, and now my family does, not everybody, but a few family and a few friends from home also come and see me a couple times a year as well, somewhere, it's yeah. a great opportunity for them to visit somewhere, somewhere oh, yeah. new as well, not having to worry about anything, very convenient, so... Um, yeah, so I do get to see people, obviously not as much as I would like, but much more than most people think.
0: Yeah, that's a, a great way to look at it. Like, I have family. I have some that I'm really close with, but then as well, I have some that I see, like, once every three, four years.
1: Right, in general, no matter where you would be, it would probably be the same. I mean, that's yeah, the yeah. same same thing, too. It just sounds like when you're traveling, it's like, wow, well, it just sounds so terrible that you can't <laughs> possibly see your family, but if you actually look at it, it's, it's not so bad.
0: And of the 80-plus of the countries you've you've been to, like, what would you say have been some of the most memorable experiences? It's Uh, probably pretty hard to say at this point, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, stuff. but no, I mean, you know, I will say, like, you know, a lot of people ask their favorite countries, stuff like that. That's impossible to say, because I think, you know, I have different countries that I love for different reasons, you know? If I want to really be challenged and have a really just overall fascinating, constantly, constant challenge, constant learning experience, I'll always say India. I mean, India is probably, it's my favorite place that I like to go to, but... I don't go there for a relaxing holiday. I go there to just to to be fascinated and to, and to really learn a lot about life there. Um, so I do love that. Um, at the same time, Mexico is definitely very high on my list. I I think Mexico is one of the most underrated countries that are that is out there. I mean, just it's such an amazing, amazingly diverse place. As you know, much safer than most people imagine, yeah. and it's just ah, it's just such a brilliant country that I wish more people would go to. With so much to explore. Um, as for specific experiences, I mean everything from standing up in the middle of the in some tiny remote uh, Tibetan village in the Himalayas that I I can remember staying in this one room hotel in the absolute middle of nowhere, uh, no bathrooms, no running water, no electricity, nothing, and just that's one of the highlights. Just uh, I really felt that was one of the first times I felt like wow, I was I was somewhere where not a lot of people go to, and <laughs> that that stuck with me because I do try to do that. Uh, at least a couple times a year, really get to a country that that nobody goes to because I don't know. For me personally, I really like that feeling.
0: That's great. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Mexico a lot because my my yep. fiance yep. there, but um, India is still a place that we haven't yep. haven't managed to get to yet. I think it's almost somewhere you have to like be mentally prepared.
1: Yeah, you, you definitely know. have to be mentally prepared, one hundred percent. And you gotta you have to have time because you have to you have to take it slow there. If you if you try to go in and rush around from day one, forget about it. You'll be India, India will beat you very quickly. <laughs> that's for sure. You need to be well prepared and just uh, able to take your time and ease into it if you want to uh, survive. And then in the end, reap the reap the benefits and the rewards of uh, of traveling. There.
0: What would you say, like some of the most difficult aspects of life as a full time traveler?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I would say one of the biggest ones, obviously, is income. I mean, uh, as much as I. I might have various streams of income. You know, when you do work online or what you're doing as, as you travel, it's not as stable as if you do work a normal normal office job or a normal job where you get a steady paycheck every week. You know, it's, I could make this this month, I could make this. Yeah, Who knows? And it could be very different. Um, so that's that's always a challenge, not exactly knowing how much you're going to make each month. Um, one of the other things will be picking up and moving around all the time. That's, that's, that's starting to be the biggest challenge for me, which is why I do... I have started to travel a lot more slowly, spending bigger chunks of time in one location and sort of going on side trips from there and coming back and forth to that one base because, yeah, just packing up every day, not every day, but packing up all the time so often. After 13 years, that's getting to be a little bit old of just uh, living out of the backpack and, always sleeping in a new bed somewhere, so it is nice to have that little comfort of just being familiar with a place or an apartment or something, so that's, that's definitely the biggest challenge at the moment, that, but luckily it's one that's relatively easy to rectify.
0: True. And what would you say on the flip side, what would you say some of the most like positive aspects of life as a full-time traveler?
1: Uh, I'll say 100% for me, It's it's meeting people. I mean, I still get a kick, even after 13 years, I still get a kick out of the fact that doesn't really matter where I go I'm, I have an opportunity to meet people that I 100 percent would never have come into contact with had I never traveled I mean that just blows my mind away there's people all over this planet that they live their life they grow up they who knows what's going on and somehow I'm able to cross their path simply because I've decided to get out there and, and see some of the world so and and who knows where it leads it might just be a, a quick nod of the head to somebody who's passed down the street a smile to a shop owner it could be you know, have a conversation you could become friends for life I mean Regardless of what it is, every little interaction that I have is just it still blows my mind away uh, because it's all people that, again that you know that I would never have come into t- contact with, and I, and I learn from every single interaction I have, so it's just uh, to me I, I, that's what I'm addicted to most is, uh, is meeting people just all over the world. so
0: yeah, it was cool. I, I watched a recent uh, uh, recent TED talk uh, yeah. by Rob N S.rock, and he's a travel writer. And uh, it was pretty cool because it, kind of along the same lines, it was basically, like, the best best memories of travel are, like, yeah. the people you've shared it with. And kind of inspired me to write my own post, like, don't look for her paradise, look for friends
1: yeah, instead. Absolutely. And then you
0: find paradise. And it's true, like, a lot of the times, I mean, you could be in paradise and it's wonderful, but the times you remember 100%. are usually the people you meet or the interesting.
1: 100%. It could be in the most random nothing town. I mean, because, you know, it's... A... At the end of the day, yeah, you can go see the pyramids. You can go see all these amazing things out there. But I will say 100% after 13 years, if you had to ask me probably my top 10 highlights or something, it all involves other people sharing something with other people. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just how it goes. It makes, it makes perfect sense. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that statement completely.
0: And What, what would you say is some of the most like, important things you've learned since you began your, uh, your journey more than a decade ago?
1: Yeah, um, I will definitely say the most important thing is that uh, the overwhelming majority of the people on this on this planet are pretty much the same. I mean, that's that's the core of what I have learned is that it doesn't matter where you're from, what your religion, social class, it nothing, nothing matters. Pretty much every single person on this planet wants to uh, live, you know, a simple, happy, healthy life. They want to have enough money to, you know, to feed their families, to take care of themselves, to have a little fun. You know, very few people on this planet. While it might seem otherwise, you know, through the media. But very few people on this planet want to have enemies. Very few people hate other people. They don't want to fight wars. They don't want to do any of this stuff. Um, and once I made that realization, that was huge because it really, it really changed my whole perspective on life. And uh, you really do, you know, come to understand that uh, you know the whole planet is, you know, is one community, and uh, that's how we should be treating each other. Because uh, I think that would solve quite a lot of the problems out there. But unfortunately, you know.
0: Yeah, That's totally. my theory
1: for the moment, not yeah. happening at the moment, but there uh, seems to be a lot of problems in the world, but uh, we just could realize that we're all pretty much the same, we all want the same thing, I think it would make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I was reading that on your blog earlier, and I just, I just kind of think like if there's one thing that could probably make like a big impact on changing the world for the better, it would be like somehow, somehow educating everyone on everyone, like the, right. that everyone's so friendly and it's not the way you perceive a whole country.
1: Not at all, and I think one of the things what I would love more than anything, which I probably probably won't happen, but would be just to go and take people that theoretically don't like each other, grab one person, grab one of the others, put them in front of each other, and just say talk. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I, I I mean, after half an hour, if they have no choice but to talk to each other. If they're in some isolated room on some isolated island. They have no choice but to get along. I think, with it, very quickly, they'll become friends, and they'll realize that that's how it should be. You know.
0: I think that same guy from that TED talk, when I was reading on his website, it said something like he thinks like when they have a a world meeting and it's in these stuffy rooms with the big desk and stuff, he thinks it would be better if they had it at their house with like the family around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. that. I mean, that's the thing. That's just just not, uh, yeah, we need to be more personal. We need to be, yeah, there needs to be more interaction between people and not just this whole, yeah, stuffy structure. And I agree with that completely as well.
0: Just bring a lot more, humanize, humanize the process
1: exactly because it's far from it at the moment but a lot of a lot of processes out there
0: so. oh, yeah. and uh just like the, the last question i ask is um what advice would you give to someone uh who's watching or listening to this interview who's basically like aching to do something awesome in life you know uh create a big change or just like achieve something important to them but you know they're afraid or they're held back by their their limiting beliefs
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I will say, I mean, I, I definitely won't fake it and say that it's an easy thing to do because it's not. You know, obviously you have to go against what a lot of people, you know, want you to do and are telling you that's right and what's wrong. And it's it's hard to wrap your head around that. At the same time, I mean, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the people who succeed are the people that push through the obstacles. They're the people that put their head down, say, this is what I want in life. I'm going to get it. And, you know, the people that don't succeed are the people that do give up, that sort of let others sort of control where they're going and uh, influence them a little bit too much. Um, So, but with that said, if you do really want to succeed in something, it goes right back to, you know, to my favorite aspect of travel, the meeting people. I will always say, get out there and meet and talk with as many people as you possibly can. You have no idea who the person sitting next to you right now is, who the person on the bus, who the bus driver, who this person, it just doesn't matter where you are in the world or who you're around. You have no idea, you know, who these people are and I'm not saying in a way of like uh, if you're an actor a, you know an aspiring actor you hope this person's a director it's more of like just have a conversation with another human being and you have no idea what kind of ideas you what you're going to learn from that person what kind of ideas it's going to put into your head about how you can proceed and it's going to it's just going to give you so much more knowledge about about yourself about life in general that uh, I think that the more knowledge you do have in that aspect it does uh, help you proceed with uh, achieving your goals so I'd say definitely get out there and meet as many people as possible and just put your head down. I mean it's hard, it's hard, but you got to put your head down, go out there and say this is my goal and and I'm not going to stop until I achieve it. And most of the people that don't stop, they do achieve their goals. As you know, I mean, you know, that's 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 what it takes, it's determination and you got to have it to uh to get out there.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, even if you don't know necessarily what you want to do, that's probably also the best way to figure it out. I have a friend that uh He was working a job that has no creativity. He just wanted to add some creativity into life. So he started acting and just like meeting people. And this guy would introduce him to this guy who's doing a short movie, acting that, blah, blah, blah. And now, like, he met someone on the radio who they started like a marketing company together and all this kind of stuff. Like, so random, right? But
1: yeah, that's that's exactly how. I mean, that's the thing. So many, I bet you if you talk to a lot of people who are out there, um, you know, trying to achieve their goals, that the majority of, of them would say that they couldn't. They wouldn't be where they are today if they hadn't, you know, met some random connection or because of this person that helped them out or because they, yeah, they met this person and they worked on something. I mean, it always, you know, you don't just, you can't just like say, "I'm going to go on this alone and just go straight forward." That, I mean, that's that generally doesn't happen. I mean, it always it involves other people as well. So um, the only way to make it happen is to to get out there and meet as many as you can. So
0: awesome. Well, thanks again, Earl. It was, it was wonder-
1: ah, wonderful yeah, having you here. No, my pleasure, man. Thanks for
0: having me. Good luck with the rest of your tours and have fun on your next Thank adventure. You.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll see you on an India tour, huh? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, <laughs> Anytime. Have... All right, take care.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Earl Barron. If you're interested in taking one of his very popular tours or just reading about one of his many, many adventures, just go to WonderingEarl.com. Also, if you liked this interview, please leave a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And if you'd like to see who's up next, just stop by LiveLimitless.net. Hope to see you there. Have a good one.